0: welcome to raiders of the lost podcast the ultimate film and tv podcast we are your hosts james and anthony let's break down all the latest news this week including a potential harry potter reboot the batman screenplay being online napoleon and deadpool 3. hello movie friends welcome back to movie news Hope you're having a great weekend so far. Quite a lot is going on in the film industry. This- so much, Anthony, yeah. so much stuff. We gotta get into it. We gotta get into it. Let's start get into with, the news. Let's start with the box office. To the surprise of absolutely no one, Avatar The Way of Water once again came out on top of the box office this weekend. But what's actually surprising is it made more in its third weekend than it did in its second weekend. So this weekend, it made $92 million domestically. That's insane for a third weekend of a film, of any film, honestly, because that is an extremely healthy box office for any studio picture to make in its opening weekend. It looks like the storms last week all over the country uh, really did affect people going to the theater. So it looks like those people who maybe couldn't make it out to the theater to see Avatar and other films last weekend because of the crazy weather. I can't think of another recent release in like the last even decade or two where a movie Increased its box office on the third weekend, even though while it already being released wide So that's very impressive avatar now has almost 500 million domestically in its short span and is already at 1.3 billion dollars Internationally, it looks like it definitely has legs for 2 billion dollars internationally and maybe could have the potential of Chasing its predecessor to 2.8 billion, but we'll see next up in second place was in boots the Last Wish, which came in second place with a healthy $21 million. It's now over $60 million domestically. A very strong performance for this animated film. I also heard very good things about it. In third place, we have the Whitney Houston biopic. I want to dance with somebody with a good $4 million in its third holdover weekend. Again, Babylon in fifth place. With $3 million this weekend, unfortunately, this looks like it's the last legs for that film. It has only a complete domestic total of $11 million. The film cost $80 million to produce, so before marketing, and then $100 million probably in its total budget. So $11 million by its second weekend is definitely a big hit, for the, a big uh, loss for the studio. But what's interesting is The Whale is now getting released wider and wider every week. So this is the fourth week of its release. It is now in 600 theaters in the country, and it grossed a very healthy $2.2 Keep in mind, these other films that I just listed off are in over 4,000 theaters each. And so Babylon's playing in 4,000 theaters. So The Whale nearly made as much as Babylon, and it only has a fraction of the number of theaters it's, in, it's released at. So I think that The Whale has a lot of potential to make a good amount of money. My guess is it could finish out its run with 25 to $30 million, which is very good for its $14 million budget. And also, I think that The Whale is a really unique film uh, for independent audiences to enjoy. And so I think that more people see a film like that, the better, because it is very unlike anything else in theaters right now. That's it for the box office. And on top of Avatar's continued success, it actually crossed the one billion dollar mark in only twelve days. It's Fourteen. The, 14 days. One of the fastest movies to do so. Crazy. I believe it's just a crazy just, success. Yeah. Do you think it'll hit two billion? Yeah, I told you it would hit two billion. It will, I, I it said w- it. You know what's funny is I've it, been could, it could it could potentially be the highest grossing movie of 2022 and possibly the highest grossing movie of 2023. If it beats Top Gun this year and then maybe continues, continues into 2023 and still makes maybe a billion dollars, because there's no guarantee a movie next year will make a billion dollars I think Mission impossible might personally I don't think it will Maybe, I don't think it'll I, mean, I don't think it follow made me, me, Bank 700 yeah it's bank I don't think it'll not a billion though I think after seeing Top Gun: Maverick, people are like, "Oh, Tom Cruise movie, let's go!" I think people are very excited about it, but I don't think it's going to be uh, Top Gun success. I think it will hit a bill. Mate, we'll see. Not we'll see. Top, not one point six, I not one point six. But that's pretty crazy that Avatar two could pull that off. Let's get to this Harry Potter news. All right, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Obviously, it was inevitable. We were just waiting. At what point in our sad lives were they going <laughs> to reboot Harry Potter, the entire movie franchise with new cast, new everything, new ca- with same characters? And apparently, there's this rumor coming from WTW wdw pro in this account is verified and they are reportedly 80 percent on leaks in 2020 and 90 percent in leaks in 2021 in terms of their accuracy of their leaks that they report and this was an exclusive leak from them that they're reporting that says warner brothers discovery is reportedly looking to reboot the harry potter film franchise including recasting in the next three to five years we will release some details of how we became aware of this information etc etc so This was obviously inevitable, especially because when they have the new management coming in after the merger, they brought up the fact that like they haven't made a Harry Potter movie since 2009. I don't really count the Fantastic Beasts movies as like Harry Potter movies. They're Wizarding World. It's kind of its own like franchise. You know what I mean? Because they could have either done prequels or continued the story of Harry Potter somehow. I wish they would do just the Marauders. That would be incredible. But it seems like the inevitable is coming and probably maybe by 2028 we'll probably maybe have brand new Harry Potter movies which I'm not super excited about because they won't even come close to what we've experienced with the original franchise and the movies that they made between 2000 and 2009. they'll never capture that magic. Yeah, I don't like this at all if it's true because it's it's not it's not like it's making spinoffs which I'd be fine with I mean they own the property they want to make money make all the spin-offs you want whatever. But it it would be like remaking the Star Wars original trilogy. Would anyone want to see that? No, I don't think anyone would want to see Harry Potter remakes. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't get behind. I'm not, I do not get behind i am i can not get behind an actual remake of the actual film series. I would say use the IP and property to develop other stories in the world. But man, I don't think I think it's too soon for a reboot. I, I mean, why they, they just they, they just ended ten years ago? Just do the goddamn Marauders! But Deathly Hallows ended ten years ago. That's how it, soon it was. Two thousand ten. Two thousand twelve. Was it twenty twelve? Death House Part two, I believe. Oh yeah, Yeah, only it's not like only ten years ago. Two thousand eleven, I think. Yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Came out in the winter. <laughs> whatever. But um this only ten years and they already wanna reboot this entire film series. They it's want, wild. You want that cheddar cheese. I don't like it, man. I do not like it. I'm just, I'm just I'm an embodiment of the Michael Scott meme. No, no, no! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Toby's in the annex. (laughs) Good joke, Jim. I I hope they're, uh, I hope they're wrong. All right, so for new movie releases this week, obviously Glass Onion came out on Netflix several days ago. White Noise, Noah Baumbach's upcoming film is released on Netflix as well, starring Greta Gerwig and Adam Driver. Also, Matilda, the, the musical, just came out on Netflix as well. We got some cool information on Ridley Scott's latest film, Napoleon, starring Joaquin Phoenix, playing Napoleon. And according to Ridley Scott, he revealed that he rewrote the film around Joaquin Phoenix's performance. This kind of reminds me of how, like, Gladiator didn't really have a script, they were just going with the character work. Maybe Ridley picked up on, you know, kind of a similar style of filmmaking when he was making Napoleon with Joaquin Phoenix. And so, according to Ridley Scott... He made Napoleon special by constantly questioning that inquisitive nature led to significant changes on the movie with Joaquin. We can rewrite the goddamn film because he's uncomfortable. And that kind of happened with Napoleon. He says, we unpicked the film to help him focus on who Bonaparte was. I had to respect that because what was being said was incredibly constructive. It made it all grow bigger and better. So I cannot wait to see some trailers and teasers for Napoleon and finally see that film. I can't wait to see Joaquin Phoenix and Ridley Scott reunite again. Not since Gladiator have they worked together. Yeah, I saw this uh, video from a historian and he said that he was on some podcast and he said that Joaquin Phoenix's performance as Commodus was actually underplayed with how psychotic he was, and yeah. in real life he was he was worse in real life than Joaquin Phoenix portrayed him as, and so it, it seems like he's already like has a dial to eleven, but it wasn't even even, even close to the real thing because Gladiator. Commodus died before he could make really huge drastic changes to Rome, despite the games he was doing. But he made a lot more changes in real life when he was Emperor. It was just loosely based off of him. Yeah, yeah. But he did get killed by a gladiator, but not in and not in the arena, but he was killed by his own personal trainer who was a gladiator. Yeah. He would go into the arena and like fight gladiators, but they were not allowed yeah, to like, yeah. hurt him yeah. at all. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to some more news. The Batman screenplay has been released online, so if you like to read scripts, Feast your eyes on Matt Reeves' excellent script for the Batman online right now. It's available at Deadline. Also, The Last of Us, that show is premiering on January 15th on HBO Max. They keep releasing some new images just teasing this show, and I'm pretty damn excited to check it out. We've heard so much about the video games. Uh, you all know I got a PS5 for Christmas. I don't know if I'll have time to play The Last of Us or Last of Us Part Especially 2. Especially a long that format that everyone, one, that, yeah. that everyone keeps recommending. You can probably beat it in like 20 hours, though. I'm sure, if you wanted to. I guess You so, can yeah. get through those games pretty quick. Oh, yeah? Um, but If you don't like Lily Dally around? Yeah, you can just cruise. Yeah, just do the the main stuff. That's my yeah. assumption. <laughs> you can probably do it faster, <laughs> to be honest. But it's premiering very soon, so I'm, I'm pretty excited to check it out. Pedro Pascal's leading it. There's some uh, MCU news after a couple of weeks of just mostly DC stuff. So there's an update on Daredevil. Charlie Cox, Daredevil actor himself, said that the upcoming Disney Plus show, Daredevil, won't be as gory... But it will be dark.
1: I don't like the sounds of that. that's not
0: something fans of the Daredevil character want. Because remember, Daredevil was on Netflix. And this was like Netflix 2016, 2017. They were like going hard in the paint with some cool projects. Not like kind of like how they've just been not as exciting lately. Yeah, and they bought up those Marvel properties right away. And so Daredevil will now be a Disney Plus show. And fans are pretty upset to hear that it won't be... As gory as what they pulled off, and especially maybe they don't love what happened to him with She-Hulk. I think think when he says it will be dark, I mean, lit dark? Yeah, they're (laughs) going to turn the lights off in some scenes. He's not wrong. He's not lying. He's not lying. And also in the MCU, got some more Deadpool 3 news. Well, kind of just another reaffirmation that it will be violent. Punches will be thrown. I'm still... I've been, I'm have been. i warning everybody right now. I've been warning on Twitter and stuff too that Deadpool 3 if it stays at rated R let's just not... I'm not even going to hold my I'm going to hold my breath on that. I don't think they'll even I wouldn't be surprised I'm saying if they pulled the plug on rated R and went PG-13 but if they stay rated R you bet your your ass it's going to be a very tame rated R compared to the other Deadpool 3 movies. I don't care what the filmmakers are saying leading up to it. I, I don't believe what they're going to be t- uh, bagging for us to be scanning, you know what I, mean? I, don't, well, I, I I'm, mean? I'm not picking up what they're putting down. I think that, I kind of disagree, I think if they're going to have an R rating, they'll just do whatever they want, because they already have the R rating, you know? We'll see, but they could go for a hard PG-13, which is probably what it seems like with all these um, kind of weird interview answers from the filmmakers of, oh, it's rude, it's violent, Uh Bad stuff happens. That's still not saying it's rated R. I'm not sold, man. Yeah. not sold. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. <clears throat> Next up, some Chris Rock news, one of the GOATs of comedy. His brand new standout special is going to be released on March 4th. It's going to be called Chris Rock Selective Outrage. I'm very curious to see this. I'm sure he's going to be talking about the famous Oscar moment. Now, this is going to be the first ever globally live streamed comedy stand up event in history so i can't wait to see this that's pretty cool yeah uh, i'm excited to check it out chris rock is a legend love that guy hey it's kaylee Cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for All. Glass Onion news. So apparently, well, it's debuted on Netflix, but not in its top five film debuts, although it was number one on Netflix, I believe, for a few days as as soon as it was streamed. It got streamed 82 million point one hours in the first three days. And also, apparently, Ryan Johnson's pretty upset that he had to keep the title knives out with the glass onion because he doesn't really want it to be a franchise, I guess. So I think Netflix that made p- him keep knives th- out. In the yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming so. That he, he said he wants it to feel like independent films and independent like stories, or, not. But well, like, I mean, in Agatha Christie books and yeah. novels and stories—they don't like start with like Agatha Christie, like this, yeah. this, that—the name of the, the title of their story. So it's not Orient Express. I get it. <laughs> I guess. So I'm assuming the third one, which he started writing right now, is probably going to have the same thing, ending with the knives out mystery. You better be writing. the money's getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix is like, hey, Ryan, I was number three it's coming. Is that fun? <laughs> He's like chilling in the Bahamas. Yeah, um, just working. Number three. Are... Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, Netflix. Yeah, I got some ideas, guys. I got some ideas. Don't worry Did about it. Did we say a date yet. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but you forgot to mention it, it. Ended up, it's the sixth best uh, film premiere for Netflix originals um, so far. So just just missed the top five. Yeah, I missed the top five. Gotcha. Okay, I see but I think I think that's kind of not that great of a performance considering the amount of money they spent on it you know I feel like they would want that to be top five I mean I think they're a little disappointed probably yeah when you spend 469 million Mm dollars on uh property you want to be you want to be number one uh next up some horror news Invisible Man 2 just got an interesting update uh Jason Blumhouse and James Wan were just in a Q&A together. It's Jason Blum. Jason Blum. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, And he'll never make a movie for us. <laughs> sorry. Well, I mean, he'll never fund one of our movies. Sorry, bud. So uh, Jason Blum and James Wan were at a Q&A together, and someone asked about Invisible Man 2 for an update, and they both said that there's promising things in the in the radar for it and that it could happen pretty soon i would love to see that they're also in advanced talks to merge their film companies together very cool so blumhouse and then james Wan's company merged together i think because they got i think james Wan has a partnership with universal right now but i think they're going to try to do their own label which would be really cool yeah i believe that's why he did uh, one of the fast movies because he was partnered with them family (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he did, I think he did fast six, if I'm correct. We got a new Knock at the Cabin trailer, the latest horror film from M. Night Shyamalan that reveals a little more information about this plot. So uh, if you don't want to know any more about the in- movie besides what you've probably seen, if you've just seen that one trailer in the cinemas or on YouTube, I recommend not checking it out. I'm going to go into it completely blind. I'm not going to watch this new trailer. Okay, because, I won't tell you about it. Yeah, then. don't tell me about it because so I... So what happens is... <laughs> I just want to go in blind, is is, is little, knowing as little as possible. It actually, about it, it, it kind of sold me more on the hook, and then you. I'm already sold on the hook. It it, it made it, it, I think that it seems really intriguing, and this new trailer really helped me be like, okay, I want to see this. Well, maybe 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 we should watch it then. Yeah, watch the trailer. Yeah, yeah, watch it. I watched it. Okay, I watch it. Yeah. You sold me. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's an because the idea wasn't really. It, it, it compounds on the idea and tells you how the idea works. Yeah, gotcha. You know what I mean, All right. So and it makes more sense with uh, more context. <clears throat> Next up, <clears throat> Dune, Dune 2. <laughs> Sorry, it's the wine. Everyone's <laughs> watching this in the morning like the wine. <laughs> Austin Butler, who will be playing Fiedratha in Dune 2, revealed that he trained with a Navy SEAL for four months to physically prepare for his role. Um, Ratha is very good with a knife and hand-to-hand combat, so I think that it's a smart idea for him to do this kind of prep work for the role to make it feel believable. Uh, for him to be as good as the character is at fighting. So I can't wait to see him in action. It's an excellent character. It's going to be an awesome antagonist for the film. And I love how Denis and the filmmakers and screenwriters have saved Fied Rautha for the second film. Didn't even get any information about him no he not even is. a tease in the first movie so if you haven't read the book you'll be surprised and shocked by who this character is and it's going to be a great second villain for the the, fr- the movie going forward and a sub villain a sub <laughs> <laughs> he's actually really comparable to Commodus if you think about it yeah in terms of like his actions mm-hmm. maybe uh, frank i mean frank herbert got inspiration from it who knows Man. Um, some Luther He news. loves gladiators. <laughs> no, in terms I of... No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote it in 56, bro. I know. I know. <laughs> That's the joke. Good joke. Good soup luther the fallen son we got some new images of idris elba as luther if this movie gets released on netflix in march cannot wait to check it out i also have to correct something you did like two weeks ago oh the luther thing yeah you there was, you did it you said there's a new luther image and it was idris elba in like an antarctic uh landscape but he had a suit on but it was from his movie is his uh plane crash movie with kate Winslet. yeah we talked about it when when i made that we have already we've already been over this <laughs> Anthony. not on the episode so i just have to clarify oh yeah that it was a mistake, and Luther does not have. It probably doesn't take place in any Arctic environment. He is in a snowy environment in the movie. They've released images of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't that image though. No, it wasn't that one. It's a different one. But he was. <laughs> it's he he's was not like, going to be on an island, a mountain by himself. No, but he's surrounded by snow. it snows in England in one of the images. Not a lot. Not a whole lot. <laughs> listen, all I said that is because this snow doesn't mean he's What I said was he leaves <laughs> London not that he does not that he leaves england it, <laughs> it goes to freaking mount <laughs> get out of here just not go to the himalayas just anyway say, saying that he leaves london anyways you more sound like you're from london more netflix news the witcher blood origin debuted on netflix and it is not looking good for this prequel series to the witcher show so far it has gotten horrible reviews and quite possibly the worst fantasy product made this year according to critics and audiences alike um, for Netflix original, it's one of the worst received so far in the past several years. I watched the trailer; didn't seem didn't seem very interesting or or intriguing to me. Uh, it also looked kind of cheaply made, especially the CGI. So, I, and also. I read that this is not based on any of the Witcher novels. It's a they kind of just ran with the lore of their yeah, own. they com- just kind of did their own thing. Which I mean, I believe the novels are quite dense, and there's a lot of them. So why not go with the novels? So I'm not sure why they did that. Studios got a studio. Like, if, why would like don't the fans want to see the stuff they love? That's like, exactly why it's single digit on Ron Tomatoes audience <laughs> yeah. score. Yeah, that's crazy. That's really low. 1923, which is the new TV series, which is a Yellowstone spinoff from taylor what's his name who wrote oh uh, sheridan taylor sheridan uh it's premiering right now with on paramount plus obviously but they have the premiere of the show for free on youtube so anyone can watch it, it stars harrison ford as well as helen Mirren, and uh excellent cast so if you want, I mean, I the, watch it just for them. Yeah, no, they're watch, awesome. If you watch the premiere of the show, it's cool that uh, Harrison's going to do some TV. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I mean, he's not getting. I mean, other than in, Indy, he's not going to get many lead roles in movies. Yeah, they're they're done with, They killed him off in Star Wars. Yeah, they're so. probably going to kill him in Indy so Five. The, the Disney phoning. He gonna needs ring something it. to do. Oh, he's definitely going to get killed in Indy oh, Five, yeah. unless they're reshooting stuff like that. John Williams rumor where I, he accidentally revealed that they're doing reshoots. Yeah, the, the seventh reshoot. Did we talk about that on, on movie news? No, Where we John Williams was doing a show like three weeks ago. And he accidentally was talking to the crowd because they played the indie music. I think he teased some of the new uh, music from the Indian Jones Five film, which is gonna be the last movie he does. And he As a composer. Yeah, he yeah. accidentally I'm sure he'll like supervise projects in here Maybe, and there, yeah. but in terms of being a composer full on. He um he, he kind of revealed that they are doing reshoots for a new ending. He said something like along the lines of we may be doing some reshoots for the for a new ending of the film, so I'm not officially That's pretty with, major. I'm Not officially done with the project, even though that movie was supposed to be finished filming like so long but They started filming that last year. There's, there's doing reshoots for pickup shots and then re, reshoots for a new ending. It's quite significant. I'm, so. I'm pretty worried about Indy 5, I'm not going to lie. We'll but see. our hopes in our... Time will tell. Our hopes are very high because you know how much we love Indiana Jones. We'll see in six months. Woo! June. 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 Next up, uh, Kate Hudson said uh, she's been talking off about this nepotism thing that's been going around the last month all over the media, uh, I believe it was the New Yorker posted an article about Hollywood nepotism. Yeah. And so, so, she has her eyes yeah. and her and her agent, yes, and her, her right. mother's agent. Yeah. so Kate Hudson and a couple other um, famous uh, actors who are children of famous actors have been standing off, and uh, many of them have been disagreeing with the piece. Um, and she said in particular, if you work hard and happen, if you work hard and kill it, it doesn't matter. You'll find success. So I I mean so I think Kate Hudson is a very talented person as well as all the other child actors and but you can't deny that nepotism does exist because and also uh, so, in Hollywood in Hollywood yeah for sure in Hollywood Steven Spielberg's daughter um said that nepotism doesn't doesn't exist even though she's been trying she's she's an actor and also is making her first feature film right now the thing is like yes you you have to deliver you have to be good at it to be successful but I don't think they're putting into perspective how difficult it is for just an average person to get an agent, to get a manager. That's such a difficult thing to get SAG. Those are such difficult things to acquire, like a legitimate agent, not some like tiny agent or whatever. Like these these people, their their parents are stars. You think they're having any trouble getting an agent? You know, and agents help you get help you get work. They help you get auditions. They connect you with producers there's agents and managers are vital to the system of Hollywood is with finding work for actors and it's kind of unfair to say that you're in the same position as someone who moved here from Idaho doesn't know anyone and is working part full-time as a server it might be the t- most talented actor we've yeah. never heard of and it, could, uh, could be like the greatest actor of all time I yeah. never will get a shot but has to work 60 hours a week waiting tables just to pay their rent in LA because it's expensive here and they can barely afford go driving to auditions let alone, they'll never get an agent because it's so rare to get an agent. They'll, it's so rare to get SAG, of uh, the union. So I understand what they're saying, but also I don't think they're really respecting the perspective of the hundreds of thousands and even millions of people who come out to Hollywood to pursue this thing, and they have no connections whatsoever, and it's a near impossible task. So, But if, you're, if your father or mother is an A-list celebrity, you're going to get a man- manager immediately. You're going to have their manager or... Or their manager's team. Like huge agents, they'll have a team of agents under them. And you'll get one of their agents and then guess what? Hey, here's an audition for you. Here's an audition. I think it's kind of unfair to just say that it's all about hard work. Yeah. you still got to have the talent. You yeah. got to deliver like you said, but it's not saying, it's not like all these other tens of thousands of people. There aren't plenty of people that are just as talented, maybe more talented that could be terrific movie stars and actors, but they just never get a shot. Yeah. You know, I, I I love movie like I love movies and film and actors are incredible and very inspiring. But you know, it's not like people are like, like people think like actors and actresses are like this mythical thing. Like you're born to be an actor or an actress. Like anyone can do it. It's not. Super, like, there, there are, there's a spectrum of acting, 80% of it, most people can do it, 20% yeah, of it be, is it, very difficult. I'm sure, I think you could be like a TV actor in something. Who, if me? You, if you put a lot of work into or it. Or like a side actor in yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, or something. Well, yeah. maybe I should start hitting up some auditions, guys. Why not, man? <laughs> but you know what would help? If dad was Kurt Russell. Yeah. <laughs> He's not, but he sells Tombstone's kid, which I'm so grateful for. He put food on the table. Sorry, Kid I said I had to burn you. <laughs> it helps. It definitely helps. <laughs> I had to. Her stepfather. But her mom's Goldie Han. Yeah. They've been married for a long time. Yeah. Great Hollywood romance. They're like, a very cute like, couple. Very couple. Very good couple. Yeah. All right, last bit of news. <laughs> We've got our first poster for Scream Six. Apparently, it's a Christmas movie. It's oh, set cool. in New York City. We've seen that subway still. And the poster is kind of like cool. It's like colorful, like abstract New York City Christmas. And it's going to be a Scream movie set there. I will give them that, you know, as much as I did not like Scream 5, that they're doing something new with it and going to New York City. They've been to Hollywood with Scream before, but like go to New York City. It's kind of a cool idea. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that. Also, the Christmas setting sounds fun. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing Samara Weaving. She'll be the new lead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh yeah, she's new lead. All right, now I'm pretty excited about Scream (laughs) Six. They listened to our episode on it. Like, like we need another good actor. We need some good talent. (laughs) Jenna Ortega has been carrying Scream Five on her back for months now. She's 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 too young to carry this. Her back hurts. (laughs) She's so petite. She she carried the whole goddamn movie. <laughs> she can't handle the load. She's too petite. This, this movie's really big. Um, no, she can handle it. She handled Wednesday. She yeah. car- obviously carries Wednesday. She's she's a superstar. Yeah, in the making. Um, that wraps movie news number eighty. Uh. Stay tuned for episodes. I hope Kate this week. Hudson <laughs> didn't watch it. Kate Hudson <laughs> unsubscribed. <laughs> uh, movies episodes this week. So tomorrow, Monday, which will be our very first like main episode for the year. Oh wow, That's 2023. Crazy. Happy New Year, everybody! Happy New Year! We Today decided... is new, the first day of the New Year. Yeah, yeah. You're right. It's January first. January first. We decided to do a cool episode on Good Time versus Uncad Gems, a Safdie Brothers special because they're such highly requested movies, and we love the Safdie Brothers. They're they're excellent filmmakers. So we had a blast talking about. The their two, first two major films and then on Thursday we're doing an episode on the best horror movies and the worst horror movies from 2023 I mean from 2022 <laughs> Anthony got pretty pretty hardcore in this one it was it was a good episode you don't want to miss I, it I had fun Anthony was, I was roasting some. Anthony brought the big guns he, he, <laughs> he loosened up the belt he was like let's go <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to tune in to find out take care everybody happy new year hope 2023 is wonderful and brings you so much success and health to your lives. Take care. See you next time. Raiders of the Lost podcast is a mirror image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.